Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Britton Covey shined a light into the Eagles' 2023 collapse, and it sounds like the Eagles let the pressure get to them on a mental level in a big way, which I think is shocking considering this team's makeup. We'll get into all that more coming your way on this Friday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans. I'm Louis DiBiase, co-host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, analyst also over at Bleacher Report. He's Gino Camilleri, our resident scouting director, Eagles content also over at Bleacher Report, and my co-host on today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. We discuss Britton Covey's breakdown of what went wrong in 2023, our confidence in the Eagles getting back to this stage, the Super Bowl, next year, and wonder what if regarding Andy Reid's time in Philadelphia. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our code LOCKDOWN in all caps for $20 off your first purchase. So, Gino, if um, you know listeners don't know what I'm talking about when I mentioned Britton Covey, the Eagles wide receiver and an elite punt returner in 2023, he was on Radio Road down in Las Vegas this week and bluntly was asked what the hell happened in 2023. The Philadelphia Eagles are perennial Super Bowl contenders. They're 10-1, and one, and then they lose six of their last seven games. And this was the quote, and it kind of backs up what me and you have been saying for months now. And he said, quote, there were some miscommunication issues from coaches to players. There was some pointing fingers from player to player. And there was letting outside voices impact our love for the game and the happiness that we had, which is blunt. Ooh. But honestly, man, I love the honesty. And that, again, is what we've been saying. Like, sure, there were injuries and a lot of bad personnel moves, bad coaching. But the main issue for that collapse was all mental because a lot of those on-field issues were still issues when you were 10-1. and one, And it just, the pressure got to them. And Covey was saying that bluntly the other day, which it was a really interesting interview. It was so evident down the stretch that that team was broken in a way yeah. that I don't think that we have seen in quite some time. Checked I out, mean, didn't want to play. I mean, when is the last time a team has even been like that? I mean, 2020, 2020 I guess. Yeah. I look back to 2015. I mean, yeah, 2015 and that run when it was like Thanksgiving and then the James yeah. Winston game and it was just nobody wanted to play or getting blown out. But this was really bad, Lou, and from players that are really good football players, too. That's the difference between this year versus 2015 and 2020. Because 2015, those guys didn't want to be Eagles, and in 2020, it's like those guys weren't good enough to be Eagles. And now it's the guys that are going to be your foundation moving forward, and it's a big-time reality check. And I do applaud Britton Covey for owning it and taking accountability and saying things that should be said because everybody – I mean, everybody, it was evident. We knew that that team inside that building, there was something bigger going on that we Mm. couldn't see Monday through Saturday that was making itself known come Sunday. They have to get back on track, Lou. There's no excuses like, oh, the last year, Chip Kelly, we're going to fire Doug Peterson. No, Mm -hmm. you have the same head coach. You made your two coordinator changes. You fired those guys. This is it. The chips are all in right now, Lou. You talk about the future. The future is the present. 
yeah. not to get all like Darwin theory of all nonsense and philosophical on you, but no, seriously, the, the present for Nick Sirianni is his future. If he wants to stay here, this team has to put that and do the goldfish mentality of leave it in the past, snap and clear, snap and clear, get out of 2023. It's gone, man. It is gone. But to own up Britton Covey, I think that's big of him. I think other people have spoken out about it. I loved what A.J. Brown said when he did talk to the media, defending Nick Sirianni, saying, yeah, man, Nick looks stupid saying the things that he says because we're making mistakes. And I think you're seeing the guys that are in leadership positions say the things that they have to, but there are media proponents taking it and running with it in a different direction. When the guys inside of the building, I think understood what happened and they're ready to move on and look forward to 2024. No, for sure. And I'm not surprised by what Covey said was the issue because we could all see it. As you mentioned, like they were checked out. They looked like they completely lost confidence after that 49ers and Cowboys back-to-back losses. It crushed them. It showed that they weren't as good as they thought. And that is surprising though, Gino, because we, and we've said this before on the podcast, looking at the makeup of this team, both veterans and young players, they quote unquote took the rat poison as Jalen Hurts used to say. And I thought this team was going to be different and not like the Doug Peterson era where they didn't let the outside noise get to them, but you could tell the pressure did get to them. The expectations of being Super Bowl or bust, like the amount of obstacles they had to overcome to win those close games that were tough against good teams early in the year. They just weren't having fun anymore. Like I think the wins didn't feel like wins to them because people that weren't giving them as much credit because they weren't doing it in dominating fashion like 2022. And they also set such a high standard for themselves that when they weren't reaching that, I don't think they were having fun anymore. And that is exactly what happened. When you're not having fun playing a game that boils down to something that we did as kids in yeah. gym class. You got to play loose, man. Day, or you're not going to win. You have to. When you're thinking about every little thing. like That's what it about, was. Thinking. Everything was about thought. It felt like they were in a slump as a hitter in the Major League Baseball. And every mm-hmm. time they got up to the plate, they're like, I, I just have to make contact. I just right, have to make right. contact. And you saw it. It's like everybody's just trying to go through the motions and everything looked robotic and things that you have seen them do very fluidly and make that offense look fun. And they're fast and explosive getting that ball downfield. Nothing felt like that. Pushing the ball downfield was not evident. Getting guys in space was just not working. You couldn't scheme guys open to save your life. And it wasn't just the players, Lou. I think the coaches were just lost to a degree. Right? They were all and, rattled. I mean, and that's probably why, you know, they had to keep it so vanilla because like you said, everybody was just thinking back to basics. I just got to do this. I just got to find a way to catch yep. the football. They didn't have the mental capacity to take on more and innovative ways to change the scheme and make things different. They weren't mentally there for that. I don't know what the exact name of it is, but it's in philosophy, but it's like, it's the levels of security and it's like having food, having shelter, having clothing. Mm. And it like goes on up and down that list. And like, you can't have one without the other. And that's kind of how football is. Like you can't have a Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel offense, Andy Reed offense. If you just can't get out of your stance on time, like if you take stupid false starts and shoot yourself in the foot and your timing is off when it takes to get to the next level when it comes to the run game. And you saw that that wasn't working and it just seemed like nothing was going right. So even when the little things were going wrong, 
you couldn't think about taking it to the next level. Like we were saying on this show, oh, you have to do something to open it up. You have to get these guys up. Well, they couldn't do the basics, so right. they couldn't get water. This team couldn't yeah. even get water to the point where we wanted them to go out and get a Rolex watch. Like they were worried about just f- f- surviving. Start- surviving is basically what yeah, it just, came down to. They were in just getting through a game. And, you know, again, the pressure totally got to them. That's why this all happened. But guess what? You want to be a consistent contender. Like, those expectations, raising the bar, that pressure is always going to be there. And they should have been there. This team was... Right. This team was that good. The standard should be raised. It was supposed to be Super Bowl or bust. And so that's always going to be there if you want to be a good team. You just can't let it get to you like it did. But... Not everybody can handle that. It's why dynasties are very rare in sports. I just thought, again, though, this team had the right makeup, and I still want to believe they do that this was a one-off. Hopefully, we'll see what happens next year. But I just wanted to believe this team wasn't capable of mentally imploding to the degree they did because everybody gets rattled and everybody has tough losses and bad performances. But that again was an implosion on historical proportions. Like That was, to me, the biggest collapse of a contender in NFL history. Lou, this is for you because I know I made this analogy, I think, on a Bleacher Report stream, but in Lord of the Rings theory, I'm going to do it in Avengers talk for you here. Okay, thanks, because I'm not in a Lord of the Rings guy at all. I know. I remember (laughs) you said I don't get that reference at all, but it made a lot of sense. But you know what that moment was when Jalen Hurts got up after he got sacked that one play and he just shrugged. And you and I, we both made note of it, and we said that it felt like nobody – could look to their left, could look to their right, and mm-hmm. believe what was happening, right? Like, even the the guy at the top couldn't believe what was happening. When Thor goes to bury Thanos... I, I was about to say, is, I knew the reference you were about to figure ...of yeah. Infinity War, and he and he says, should have gone for the head, right? Like, yeah. this team couldn't believe that, and it's and like... Captain America's Thor's sitting there like, did we just lose? Yes, yeah. exactly. Everybody's yeah. looking around. Like, Lane Johnson's like, holy crap, like, what's going on? Jordan yeah. Mailata's like, I can't believe the situation. It felt like the Avengers were yeah. crumbling, and that's what it felt like. And the the expectation, you can't feel bad for them. And no. Say, oh, blah, blah, blah. No, they're, they're grown men playing football. And they played for Bama in and Georgia. They were, they were in the Super Bowl Super Bowls. A, a month, a year ago. Right. Today. No, exactly. So you can't feel bad for them. They have to move on, though. That's what it has to be. It has to be a short-term memory. It can't be the sins of our father's eagles that Doug Peterson had where the things that came back to bite them haunted them for several years over the course of Doug I Peterson's agree. tenure. It has to be 2023. Take all the tapes. Throw it in the trash. We're not even going to worry about that. Sean Desai, Mr. Johnson, they're out the door. Those guys are out the door. We got a new coaching staff coming in Vic Fangio somebody that's been around he's bringing in a coaching staff that he has guys that he can trust they know how to prepare week in and week out you hope they're more detailed you hope Kellen Moore can bring more ideas I know this is a very like doom and gloom subject that Britton Covey brought up but like right get to where you want to go you have to be self-aware and self-scout like and if this team is not going to address what happened in that locker room and what happened in that building there's right. no way they're going to move on and this is going to be a talking point that will happen a-, a year and a half from now if they don't move on but like you said lou they're going to move on from this yep and i still think they can get back to the stage the chiefs and 49ers are on this year and we'll get into that coming up next right here on the lockdown eagles podcast 
Today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by Robinhood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on a 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. Match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees do apply. And now for some legal information, claim as of quarter one, 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. 3% matching on transfers is subject to terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broke dealer. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Guys, want to let you know Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Lockdown Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. So, Gino, we mentioned a lot about Britton Covey's comments about what went wrong in 2023, but I do believe, and you do too, that this team can get back on track. And in 2024, they still have the capabilities of being a Super Bowl contender like we see the Kansas City Chiefs are year in and year out, like we now see the San Francisco 49ers are. The big game is on Sunday, and it's for the exact reason we mentioned that they collapsed for that reason of why it didn't work in 2023 is why I believe they can get back on track this year because it was all mental. Like, yes, the linebacker and cornerback play was terrible. The coaching staff for the majority of the year was bad. The offense made a ton of mistakes, penalties, turnovers, and yet this team was so talented that they were 10 and one in spite of all of that. And it wasn't a fluky 10 and one. They had beaten, as we mentioned a million times on the show, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Rams, a lot of playoff teams that went farther than the Birds. So you look at this year and all those guys, they return on both sides of the ball that helped you get to nine games over 500. I still think they can be a Super Bowl contender next year. It doesn't feel like the end of post-2018 where it's like, okay, you can see the trajectory is going down and down. They're losing talent. The window's closing. I don't think the window is closing. You probably made a couple people uh, slam on the brakes driving down the Schuylkill there saying that it's all mental, Lou, because in Philadelphia, that's something that I think it's been brought up time and time again. Yeah. I think Markel Fultz, I mean, the Ben Simmons is of the world. And yeah. it is a real talking point, though. And I know I, may, I say it tongue in cheek, but it is a real thing in Philadelphia. It's and, a real thing in all of sports. And that's the yeah, thing. Like Philly definitely. fans can't be, oh, that, that can't impact you. Like it impacts Every athlete. Oh, the the best of them. And Nick Sirianni could play coy and say he doesn't know what Twitter is. He knows what Twitter is, man. He reads it all. They know they all what do. is They going. all do. And Kenneth Gainwell is just the one that admits that he was doing it at yeah. halftime of a game. Yeah, he was the one who picked up his phone at the wrong time. Yeah but, yeah. but all in all, really, Lou, what it comes down to is these guys have done it in the past, and that's what they have to get back to. Yeah. You have to remember that you have been here before. This isn't something new for this team, and it's not going to be something new for them in 2024 because the leaders that you have brought in 
they aren't guys that, let's say it respectfully, don't have the best makeup mentally that some guys that were brought in prior didn't have. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to name names, but you see the Devontae's coming in now and the Landon Dickerson's and the Cam Jurgens and these guys that have played down in the SEC. They're cut from a different cloth. Like it's don't feel bad for yourself. Time to move on. That's what it is. I mean, in college football, and that's why it was so puzzling to move because a lot of these guys in the SEC, you can lose a game week two, right? but then you could compete for the SEC title in week 13, and then all of a sudden you're in a national title playoff. So that's why it was weird where it's like, yeah, man, you lose a game, but you're still the number one seed. Then you're like, oh, now you're the two seed. Oh, now you're the five seed. And it felt like every time they kept feeling bad for themselves, but that's over because now you're going to have – a new influx of talent. I think you're going to see a lot. Well, I don't think I know you're going to see a huge turnaround of talent in the middle of that defense. You're going to see some big time leaders leave, but I think you're going to see some big time leaders elevate themselves. And you're going to see a rookie class Lou that I think is going to be instrumental. Ton of draft picks. Once again, you have three picks in the top 53, four in the top three rounds premium guys and look at how good that class was last year and how much they had to end up playing you could see this youth movement turning this thing around quicker rather than later because it isn't 2020 where it was so old and or even after the super bowl where everything was just so old and you had to get younger but it was a long winding process yes you did have the second oldest roster but like we said a couple weeks ago jason kelsey if he retires that's going to go down fletcher cox brandon graham those guys are going to be gone James Bradbury more than likely is going to be gone. You have a young roster. Your core is young. It just takes Howie Roseman to hit in free agency, make the right moves, and just mentally where they are from a perspective of 2023 to 2024, I think they've already moved on. I think the talking points are outside of Philadelphia. There's a lot of guys that aren't going to be in that building next year that we're a part of that run. Mm. I think it's going to be a different sentiment for this football team moving into the new year and very well, they should be looked at as contenders Lou, because you even look around the division right now. I mean, it's, it's chaos. Dan Quinn, who might've been one of the biggest chess pieces in the division goes from Dallas to Washington. Mm. All of a sudden things are all up in the air. Sure. And now everybody's back to square one. Like this thing is a year to year league, Lou. And if we know it as well as anybody, Howie Roseman year over year, as well as anybody can get this thing turned around in a matter of months. One thing he does better than any GM is when he has to make moves, when he has more resources, more cap space, draft picks, he's not tightly wound to, you look at, why things went the way they did in 2018 through 2020. Howie is not great at sustaining a roster that has a lot of huge contracts on the books, a lot of older players. Whereas now it's like, as you mentioned, he has a young core where it's unique. He's They're going downhill from 2023, but now you could be back on the up because they've got a ton of picks. They've got cap space. Their core is young. You return Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown, a healthy Goddard, hopefully four-fifths of your offensive line. We'll see what happens with Jason Kelsey. Like You imagine the defensive line isn't nearly as bad as it was down the stretch, and you get back Hassan Riddick, Josh Sweat, Jalen Carter. You hope Nolan Smith takes a step. And I don't know what Jordan Davis and Milton Williams are going to be when it comes to a ceiling talking point, but they're great rotational pieces at worst. So 
you know, and I'm not a huge Sirianni guy anymore, but their coaching staff is much improved. I, I don't think this is going to be again, like post 2018, where it felt like they were trying to keep a window open, but they were doing it with their hands tied behind their backs mm-hmm. because they just didn't have that much flexibility with the roster this year, considering they need to make moves. They have the flexibility to do it. And you mentioned a lot of guys that are in house. I mean, there's so many guys that can be impactful. We mentioned a couple of them on episodes this week. I mean, heck, you sign an Antoine Winfield, you can sign a right. Patrick Queen or even a Drew Tranquil or Kyle Duggar to a lesser degree. Those are going to be impact yeah. players. You bring in a Darnell Mooney or Curtis Samuel as wide receiver. It's going to be three. completely like, different. It's a yeah. different set of circumstances year to year. The variables in sport are never the same. And we always say, why is it so hard to go to a Super Bowl in back-to-back years, Lou? Exactly that. The variables right. change every single day, every single moment. Heck, George Kittle today is sitting out of practice the last mm-hmm. two days. Does that change things for the Super Bowl? It's a day-to-day, right. minute-to-minute. And that's why, Gino, like last year is a typical offseason how he struggles with because he thought he had most of his core paid up, so he had to make smart lower tier free agent signings and he had to hit on his draft picks. And that's a lot of times when he struggles this year, he knows, okay, I have a lot of answers with some of those guys on the books. I need to get them off. I have more money as a result and more draft picks. And this is kind of the off season, how he normally does. Well, it feels very much like the 2021 season came to an end and he had a lot of the same ammunition then for 2022 that he does now. So in that way, I'm feeling pretty good about the off season too. It feels like that Brandon Brooks, Rodney McLeod year that's what i said we're not the sam bradford trade we're not going to talk right. about that. post 2015 the 2016 yeah, offseason 2016 make sure we clarify that yeah they need foundational players they have a lot of them they have a lot of young ones right now lou and like you said it's not like that last year after the super bowl where you're churning in guys that are 28 29 30 years old and then they're coming off of that contract that you signed them to and they were older and now these guys that are on that first contract that you're re-signing them to 24, 25, 26 first round picks like Devontae Smith, who are still on their rookie deal. Yeah. That's what you are playing with. It's a different playing field. There's right no Alshon Jeffrey that you're backloading a guaranteed contract. <laughs> yeah, for, you're not you know. running $17 million into the bank next year. Right. So in that way, I think again, Gino, if they can figure out the mental part and not let it implode and snowball like they did this year and previous Eagles teams have had year after year. I think they have every good a shot of getting back to the big stage as any team in the NFC, as much as the 49ers, the Detroit Lions, anybody. But the work's got to be done first this offseason. Right now, they're at home, and it's Chiefs 49ers and Big Reds coaching potentially for a third ring. I do have some what-if questions I want to ask Gino coming up next regarding Big Red. We'll get into that and more on this Friday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventures could be around the corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into your 12-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the 
perfect midsize crossover for your next adventure. And you also got the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder, which has room for up to eight people, an expansive cargo capacity, and advanced available 4x4 capability with 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds towing. When adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. So take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or even the Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com today. This episode of LOE is also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. The big game is right around the corner. It might be a sad thing because Prize Picks football is going to be coming to an end, but it is absolutely the greatest thing that could be happening right now because, Lou, listen to this. I couldn't even believe it when they gave us this offer. You can get up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. Yes, one, two, three, four. I'm sure a two-year-old could count to four, and you could get four picks right, I'm telling you. And also, Patrick Mahomes has to throw for one yard, more than one yard, and you will also win on prize picks as well. And you're probably saying, Gino, this is the most ridiculous offer I've ever heard. But no, this is real. And right now, it's demon time on prize picks. So get involved. All you have to do, four picks, more or less than their prize picks projection. And you have to go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, the big game is right around the corner. You could take $10 and turn that into $1,000. It expires after the big game. So make sure you get in on the action. Prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. All right, we're wrapping up this Friday edition of Locked on Eagles, and everybody knows me. I can't help myself. I love a good Eagles what if, and Andy Reid is coaching in his – what Super Bowl is this for him now, Gino? Four? Yeah, no, five. One with the Eagles and four with the Chiefs. Yes. And he's going for his third ring with Kansas City, and we all know mm-hmm. Andy Reid was with the Birds for a very long time. And – you know, this is a conversation I feel like me and you have never really had because, I mean, we started Locked on Eagles together after 2017. But do you ever wonder, like, when you watch these Chiefs games and how good they've been for seven years with Big Red now, like, do you have any what-if questions with Andy Reid? Like, I know it was almost two decades of getting so close, so it's tough to say they, like, should have kept him or anything. But it's crazy that he became who he is now. Like he is seen now as a top five coach ever and potentially the best play caller in NFL history. It is an argument that of course we are in the reality that we saw him leave after that 2012 season. There's a discussion to be had. Do coaches expire for certain teams? Yeah. There are arguments against it. The Mike Mm -hmm. Tomlin, the Jim Harbaugh discussion where you look at that and it's like even through the down years, they let them survive. And even Big Red, honestly, in Philly and Kansas City. Yes, both places as well. You look at it in college, There, a lot in college basketball. I look at Syracuse with Jim Boeheim. It like, yeah. just comes a time where it's like, man, you, you might be the greatest to do it ever, but you haven't done it in the last couple of years. And that's what it kind of felt like with Andy. Yeah. 2009. Eight felt like the last run with McNabb. You got a little bit lucky with that rookie year of Deshaun Jackson. And then things went downhill after that. It was time. I don't think you're going to sit here and change the butterfly effect to say that we wouldn't want it to go any other way to win the Super Bowl the way that we did in the manner that we did. It wouldn't have happened without that. But at the same time, does Andy get you to 
three or four more Super Bowls right. in that stretch. It, it is a legitimate discussion to have, but at the same time, do you get a Patrick Mahomes who also locks into being one of the greatest football players sure. of all time? And he well, that's the pick conversation. that he traded up to the Buffalo Bills who didn't yeah. take it. There's so many things that you could go down that yes. avenue. And that could be a different butterfly effect episode. Right. But, and I so, agree, like, Gino, the the issue with saying they should have kept him was that this guy was the head coach for a decade and a half. And they kept getting so close over and over again until – after 2008, they didn't have a shot. They didn't win a playoff game in 2009, 2010. Mm. He sold his soul basically for the dream team, and those two teams missed the playoffs. So in that way, it's like, yes, it was time. I don't believe that – I don't subscribe to the idea that like a coach gets stale in a city, that his message gets stale in the locker room. But I do subscribe to the idea that eventually you got to get it done. You can't just settle mm-hmm. for what Mike Tomlin does year in and year out because you're striving for Super Bowls. And in that yeah. way, I like that Philadelphia was gunning for more. But I will say, if he could have just got the quarterback right, clearly that's all it was because the Kansas City Chiefs, even before they had Patrick Mahomes, he brings in Elk Smith and they're a Super Bowl team year after year. Part of that's on him because he hitched his wagon to Kevin Cobb and Michael Vick. But like, what if they did give him a few years more to finally take some shots at first round quarterbacks, which is what worked with McNabb. Does he get four more years to get a crack at Mahomes? I don't know, but maybe he keeps Carson Wentz on track. Maybe he does sign Alex Smith and he does buy enough time to get to Mahomes. I don't know. It would have never happened, but it's very fascinating to think about because literally the Eagles head coach that was there for a decade and a half is now forming the second best dynasty we've seen in 30 years. The discussion, and we'll have to have this, should come down to if he won it in 2004, Mm. would you have fired him? Because then you could have made the argument that he's been there before. And he's done it before. Yeah, no, I agree. That's the problem, too, is it almost hurt him that he went to the conference title five times and only got over the hump once and then lost in the Super Bowl. No, I totally agree. Yeah, that was, I think, to go back to Jim Boeheim, the reason he was there so long was because he won it with Carmelo Anthony in 2003. In fairness to Andy Reid, though, his quarterback was a choker, too. I mean, he picked the quarterback, though. So Came from Syracuse, all the references. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's a fun what if, but I'm definitely happy for Big Red. I'm definitely rooting for the Chiefs. We oh, do yeah. not want the 49ers to beat Kansas City when Philly couldn't. That team talks more than anybody. They're so unlikable, and it's the biggest rivalry the Eagles have right now, so definitely go Kansas City. Andy Reid is always uh, a winner in my household. He made me fall in love with football, and I think we're always learning and having fun when we watch the Kansas City Chiefs. I think there are a lot of people in Philadelphia rooting for him. A lot of ties to Philly and Kansas City. If you're salty about losing to your former coach in the Super Bowl, like, Get over no. it. That's that's storytelling, folks. Like that's how it goes. There's that's reasons goes, to hate man. San Francisco. I I have no ill will towards Kansas City. No, I think we're going with them. It should be a good game. Uh, it's gonna we'll be a great game. Be intrigued to see how it goes. I think a lot. Of Although Gino, I don't know. But... The only two good Super Bowls we've seen in the last like ten years were the Eagles ones. So the 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 country needs us because when it's not Philly, the Super Bowls have kind of sucked. They need Thor, man. They need Thor. (laughs) Absolutely. That's going to do it for today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Enjoy the big game, everybody, on Sunday. Gino and I will be back on Monday, and then five more shows for you. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for watching and listening, and let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.